0: Welcome into another exciting episode of the Talking Ball, y'all podcast. And we have three awesome guests lined up for interviews tonight. Batting lead off, not a spot she normally bats in a lineup, but <laughs> batting lead off for us tonight is going to be Elizabeth Taggart. And coming off a big performance a night ago, we were actually, I was able to actually grab her on my lunch break and her lunch break, and she had, um, Classes this morning and then a game that they're playing actually right now when we're recording this, she prepped at Picune, then played at Pearl River Community College and hit a three-run, three-run bomb for Bellhaven last night. So you'll get a chance for to hear from Miss Taggart to lead things off. And then who do we have in that two spot, Jeff?
1: Yeah, in the two spot we're going to have Hayden Dunhurst, of course, prepped uh, baseball at Pearl River, Communi- uh, Pearl River Central high school the Blue Devils, and then went straight to Ole Miss. I think he's a sophomore at Ole Miss, and he's not only doing it with the bat play, but he's also doing it behind the plate as a catcher, and he's daring people to run on him. If people haven't seen his, his throwouts, uh, you know, throwing out at people at second base, third base, or behind the runner at first base, Hayden Dunhurst has really got an arm behind the plate for them Rebels.
0: Yeah, and all that is certainly true, man. It's such a mild, soft-spoken, humble uh, guy. Really, when you look at Pearl River County, you could not really think of two better people in this one-two spot to represent us and in the next level of their playing careers. And, and Miss Taggart and Mr. Dunhurst, and so we were excited to get them kind of spotlight what they're doing at the next stage, and we were thankful that they were gracious enough to let us steal five or six minutes from Taggart, uh, nine or 10, 11 minutes from Mr. Dunhurst. And then in the three-spot rounding out the episode tonight, one of our favorite guests, Coach Chris Oney for the Pearl River Community College Wildcats, Jeff, isn't he just a kick to visit with?
1: Yeah, he really is, and he's a humble guy. I mean, he's been there as far as playing on the prep level and then, of course, playing at Ole Miss and then getting the job uh, as an assistant coach at Pearl River Community College and then ultimately taking over the program at uh, PRCC. But, man, just a great guy, and he's got a tremendous program once again up in Poppleville.
0: Yeah, went undefeated last year before, of course, it was ended due to COVID off to another great start. Uh, this season and he's just got great basketball insights and just a huge personality so we hope that you enjoy this episode as we say every week thank you for taking time to listen to the podcast we appreciate you as a listener
2: hey folks if you need that special sweet treat for birthdays anniversaries or just because stop by and see our friends at katie cake and company they are located at 109 West Canal Street in Picayune. Let Katy Cake and Company satisfy your sweet tooth. Shh, your scale will never have to know.
1: Did you know the number one GM volume dealership of all of 2020 was here in Little Picayune, Mississippi? No, it wasn't in Jackson, Hattiesburg, or the bustling Gulf Coast. It was at Mossy of Picayune. That's right, Mossy of Picayune. Car buyers are driving hours for a great price and a great customer buying experience. At Mossy, you can shop, drive, and compare Chevy, Cadillac, Buick, and GMC all in one location. If a certified or pre-owned vehicle is what you're looking for, Mossy has a huge selection of trades and all fleece vehicles to choose from. You can see their entire lineup with pictures, prices, and hundreds of vehicles at MossySuperstore.com. That's MossySuperstore.com. Come in today and see why Mossy of Picune sells so many vehicles Or call the management team, Frank Bonanno, Keith Henry, or Roy Penton at 601-798-7575 to schedule your appointment today.
3: We're excited now to be joined by Elizabeth Taggart on a busy day. She's got class this morning, games this afternoon, and so we're doing a, a Wednesday lunch episode or interview here. Elizabeth, thanks for taking time and squeezing us in. No, thank
4: you for having me.
3: Last night um, had to be a lot of fun. You got your first home run of the year, a three-run bomb, and were able to win two over Jackson State. We'll try to complete the series sweep, as we've talked about this afternoon. But how exciting was that to have that three-run home run last night?
4: Uh, It was exciting. I was in a slump at the beginning of the season, and I was struggling to play. And it was just good to finally hit the ball solid and get back to where I want to be. Um, last night, our win uh, kind of helped us out in the uh, national polls for D3. And for the first time since Bellhaven's been in D3, we are um, in the top 25 in the nation. So that's pretty exciting on top of that win last night, or those two wins last night.
3: Yeah, that's absolutely cool stuff. You stole my notes. I had that to ask <laughs> them about you. Just following, I guess it's your mom's social media account, earlier in the year, I noticed that, I guess it was your dad and you got back into the cage and maybe that's um, helped your approach or maybe you are seeing the ball a little bit better now?
4: Yeah, um, my dad has been with me through my whole softball journey, whether it's in pitching or hitting and just being able to get that home feel and home size can always just bring you right back to where you need to be.
3: Yeah, batting 413 on the year, 11 RBIs. We talked about that first home run last night. You lead the team now in total bases. Let's talk um, about the adjustments. Of course, you prepped at Picayune, then went on to play at Pearl River Community College, and now, as you've mentioned, with Bellhaven. Those different steps, the different levels, how does the game change?
4: The game never changes. Um, it's all it's all softball. It's all still mental. That's all at this point. I mean, we're at the age where you you got it, your mechanics are there, and, if you're struggling, it's all mental and um, you just got to realize that you've played the game that long and you've prepared yourself and you just got to go out there and perform and know that you have prepared to be there.
3: How nice is it? I mean, we've y'all are into 14 games now, that 11-3 and 3 mark, but how nice is it to be out there and, fingers crossed, just a full season in front of you? Um, how cool is it to be back out and be able to enjoy, hopefully, a full season here?
4: Um, we were super excited to get back on the field. Um, we were rolling last season. We had just finally like clicked and found where we needed to be, and we were really upset when the uh, season got canceled. But um, it's good to be back on the field, and I'm really hoping, fingers crossed, that we get to finish. It looks like we're going to um, get to finish, though. We've had uh, good results in our COVID testing. None of our players have tested positive so far this season. so. We're doing everything we can to be able to stay on the field and play and go win some games.
3: That eleven and three mark overall, five and one in conference play. Um, kind of tell our listeners what your conference is going to line up like, and what that competition will be like inside your conference, and the expectations for this Blazer team the rest of the way.
4: Um, our coach is really stressed um, winning the games that we're supposed to win um our biggest rival in our conference is probably going to be etbu they're undefeated right now and um that's the standard that we want to be set at because they're winning the games that they're supposed to be winning so we need to do the same so when we get to them it'll just be a head-to-head match
3: your coach there uh, coach griffin has had great success in the past and as you've said like putting that top 25 marking, you'll have a kind of an X on your back going into these ball games. Y'all like those high expectations, though, I imagine.
4: Yeah, um, I've always liked to be a dark horse and like be an underdog, but, I mean, it, it does, like, give your program and your team the respect that you've been waiting for and that you've earned by putting in that extra work at practice. So I'm really proud and um, grateful for our uh, program, and especially Coach Griffin, he's been here building this program up for years and alongside uh, side of him is coach Courtney so they've done a great job to get us where we need to be.
3: Elizabeth we know you are busy and good luck this afternoon we appreciate the way that you're representing uh, Picune and Pearl River Community College on the next level so continued success.
4: Thank you so much.
3: Thank you.
2: Hey everybody, have you heard about the new restaurant in town, Great Coffee Cafe? Stop by and get a cup of your favorite coffee, made by one of our great baristas, and have some of our yummy breakfast, lunch or dinner, pancakes, bacon and eggs, the hamburgers, spaghetti and meatballs, mac and cheese, fish tacos, and so much more. Don't forget the Brownie Alamo. Check us out on Facebook, order online, stop by the drive through or come on in and stay well. That's Creekside Coffee Cafe, we'll make you happy.
1: Are you an avid gym enthusiast, a part-timer, or just a brand new beginner? Well CrossFit 534 is the place for you. CrossFit 534 is an encouraging group training facility located at 104 West Magnolia Street in downtown Poplarville. Their mission is to create a stronger version both physically and mentally of you when life outside the gym demands it. They have coach-led classes to accommodate all schedules from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Once again, that's CrossFit 534 in downtown Poplarville. Check them out on Facebook at CrossFit 534.
3: We are happy now to be joined by Hayden Dunhurst on the podcast. Hayden, we know you're busy, man. Thanks for taking time for the podcast. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Hayden, a cool um, experience this past weekend to have a walk-off base hit. Just kind of tell our listeners um, exactly how cool that experience was for you.
5: Oh, man. Um, You know, just getting to... Go up there in the bottom of the night, you know, people on base, the crowds roaring. It like, you know, it's so loud in here. You know, just to come through with a big hit for my team. You know, I missed everything to move, just trying to do a job, pass the bat, and end up, you know, squeaking one through the four hole, enough for our team to get the win. But no, overall, it was, um, you know, one of the best experiences I've ever, ever felt in my life. You know, in front of all these people and having them support you and everything.
3: Hayden, correct me if I'm wrong, but a couple years ago you had actually a a walk-em-off throwout. Is, is that correct down at second base? So, which one topped which?
5: Oh, man. um, Most definitely the throwout uh, by far. You know, especially, you know, there was probably 10 or so thousand people here. Um, You know, just being in that moment, that was like, that was more of what I dreamed of, more than like the big hit is always, like the big throwout and just... You know, it just feels really good throwing people out, and what I've always loved doing. So, being able to do that on this stage at that time against that competition, you know, it was honestly just a dream come true, and everything that I've been wanting, and the reason why I've been coming, wanting to come to college, and this atmosphere and the support of all these fans, man, it's just, it's a blessing.
3: Hey, Hayden, you bring up the atmosphere um, with the restrictions being lifted across the state? Swayze going to feel like Swayze pretty soon, it, it sounds like and feels like.
5: Oh, man. You know, even even just with 2,500 people here, man, like, they get so loud for us. They'll get so into it. I mean, I can't imagine what it's going to be like. You know, and especially against Auburn when that's the start. And that's something also I haven't even experienced that it's a SEC play. So, you know, seeing how the fans react to that and how, you know, Bring a little bit more atmosphere to those games.
3: Is I'm really looking forward to things like that. Hayden, you brought up SEC play, man. Y'all are fortunate enough to be ranked due to y'all's great play. Ten and two so far on the year, ranked fourth in the country according uh, to the D1 Baseball Poll, which a lot of people, you know, kind of see that as the gospel, and that's pretty incredible. Then, you, but then you look in your own conference, and one, two, and three sit in the SEC. How incredible is that?
5: Yeah, man. Um, I think that just, you know, give credit to the SEC, you know. Um, they bring in a bunch of talented guys and that shows how good our conference is and the competition and everything, but, you know, that's really the reason I wanted to come to SEC was for the great competition and everything, and I want to experience that. So that's, why, that's why I'm here.
3: Hayden, how cool is it to play for, who's now the legend at Ole Miss, but before that, before becoming a legendary coach, a guy that uh put on the tools of ignorance, if you will, and, and was a catcher, how cool is it to, to play for a guy that gets that position and knows what it's all about?
5: Oh man. I mean it's a blessing. You know, they he helps me out all the time, all the coaches help me out. You know, in between innings they give little details of everything. I mean you're just you're just always learning here. They're always feeding giving you feedback of things and you know, it's just one of the great things and reasons I came here. Also, as I can, you know, keep saying again, one of the reasons I came here is just to get help and get better and experience. And you know, it's just been a blessing being able to be coached by Coach B and all of our coaches. And you know how good they take care of us; they treat us like our family, man. They, they just treat us so good, and I'm happy to be a part
3: of it. Hey, now, obviously, a guy at your level and uh, to be honored the way you have through your high school playing career, and now I'm, I'm sure that confidence isn't something that you like but how neat was it to be to look up and be on the watch list for the buster posey uh watch list going into the year
5: yeah man um i mean it's always just a huge blessing for things like that and you know it makes you feel good you know you because know, you work so hard for things like that and whenever you see him pop busted makes you feel really good but then you got to realize you know you can't be satisfied because if you're satisfied you know that'll just go away and you know um but really just learning to never be satisfied just trying to work, working no matter if I get you know the accomplishments or not or the accolades and things like that you know you just always put your head down and go to
3: work hey and you speak of work your swing, your approach at the plate you're hitting for a high average but you're also uh, taking your free pass. Tell us about your approach at the plate. I'm looking at this on base percentage, man. You're on more than half the time uh, through the through the first 12 ball games. Just talk about how that may has grown and the work you've done with your approach at the plate. Yeah, um, you know,
6: starting out last year,
5: especially uh, against Blueville, you know, it more just a mental thing, nothing really big. I don't think it was anything ever physical, just more mentally approached stuff. But, you know, last year just kind of trying to do a little too much, you know, as expected, a freshman in front of, you know, all these people. Just trying to do it to, do a little too much. But, you know, coming in this year and then coming into the fall, you know, just being more relaxed. You know, stuff seemed a little bit more easy. I wasn't as pressed. Um... Gave me a little bit more confidence. And then, you know, this year, um, really, I just told myself mentally from a, um, from a mindset that I'm just not going to miss the fastball, you know. I'm going to be on time for the fastball, whether it's the first pitch or the sixth pitch is at. And I feel like that's what's really changed everything It's just being on time with the fastball, not missing, you know, a pitch over the plate that I can drive right now is, you know, that's basically – just what i've been thinking of just trying not to miss a good pitch you know and lately i haven't been missing them and you know thank glory to god for that but keep
3: working at it man hayden a more gratifying play man to throw a a would-be stiller out down at second or third or to, the pick behind which one do you enjoy more i see that you have uh two pickoffs already through the season and then three um call base stealers on the path so which one do you enjoy more
6: yeah, um,
5: wow, that's a hard one.
3: Um. <laughs> they all feel pretty good to you, I'm huh? Pro-
5: yeah, um, they feel, they both feel amazing to me, but, um, I kind of like the ones, you know, where it's like a third ball read, and I kind of like, you know, block the ball, block a, make a tough block, and, you know, scoop it up, and throw somebody and back, tick them off, you know, that probably feels the best to me, um. I mean,
3: man, they're both they're both awesome, man. I love doing both of them. Hayden, have you seen Yadamir's, uh, I guess it was a couple days ago, maybe yesterday, the social media where he's almost uh, telling a base runner to go ahead and, and, and take second, and, of course, he throws him out. Have you seen that that clip circulating? Yeah, yes, I have. I actually
5: watched that yesterday with the base runner where he tries to back-pick the dude and the base runner waits. Finger at him and says no. And then, you know, Yachty tells him to go ahead and run and then throws him out. But, you know, that's just awesome to watch. And that's, you know, one of my heroes growing up, just watching him, you know, throw guys out and everything. But, yeah, that was, I really liked that post.
3: Yeah, I bet you did, man. Hayden, continued success. Uh, We always appreciate you being a. A local guy taking time for the local podcast. And, and in that breath, I'll get you out on this. Do you keep an eye on your Pearl River Central Blue Devils and Coach Walter in, in that baseball program?
0: Yes,
3: sir. What about the Robinson kid for them, man? I know you had the pleasure of playing with his brother. Uh, they say he's to- touching low 90s and uh, just really shoving it out there for the Blue Devils. Yeah. And, uh,
5: um, you know, when we were in high school, I. When I was a senior I believe he was a freshman. I believe. But no, I mean the kids always had really good stuff, you know, he always had a really good turnball, really good change up throw everything at the strikes. <laughs> but um you know, his V Low was just a little bit of a average, you know, but um uh I've been seeing everywhere and been reading that his V jumped and everything. You know, getting into the nineties and then that's a huge deal. So I'm really happy for him and glad he's been working hard. Same with his brothers, brother's a really great picture. That whole family is man. when two brothers can really throw the ball and they lean on each other good.
3: Cool stuff. Hayden, thank you again, man. We appreciate you as always.
5: Yes, sir. Thank you for having
3: me. Eli and Shana Odor pride themselves on the way that they serve their customers. With that being said, they have recently formed the Magnolia Insurance Services to take care of all your business, trucking, property, and vehicle insurance needs. Please call 601-590-3676. That number again is 601-590-3676 for any of your insurance needs here in Pearl River County.
2: Hi, I'm Sawyer. Are you tired of shopping? For the best insurance, for the rose premium, talk to my dad and let him do the shopping for you. Call Ray Hart at A Plus Insurances right here in Big for home, auto, business, or life. For all your insurance needs, call 601-798-8032. A Plus Insurances, the right coverage for the right price.
3: Your family's health is our mission. At Highland Community Hospital, and in partnership with Forest Health Systems, we offer a wide range of healthcare options. From our internal medicine clinic, to advanced surgery and emergency services, from the Highland Center for Women's Health, to our primary care and pediatric clinic, our goal is quality care for you and your family through the compassionate application of advanced medicine. Highland Community Hospital, the best choice for your
4: family.
0: We're always happy to be joined by head coach of Pearl River Community College, the Wildcat basketball program, Chris Aune. and Coach, thanks for taking time for Jeff and I.
6: Absolutely. Appreciate you guys having me.
0: Coach, off to another good start, 8-1 on the year, ranked number nine in the country and coming off a big win against the Heinz team that was undefeated. And y'all were able to, to beat them there at um, Marvin R. White Coliseum. How
6: big was that win? It was it was huge, I mean, you know. Especially, you know, with all the circumstances that you know that's kind of going on, you know, with us being down some guys, you know, some some key guys that we were counting on, and you know, I told uh, Tim Floyd by the off today, and I told him, man, we're not even down to the meat and bones; we're just down to the bones, <laughs> you know, with, with with injuries and and all those kind of things. So, you know, for two straight games, I told the guys that I've been involved. You know, in a lot of games, I've coached a lot of games. I've been fortunate enough to win win a lot of those games, but I've been the most proud of this bunch, and I've probably been of any bunch I've ever coached, uh, the way they've kind of stuck to it and and bound bond, bond together and, and, and became a unit. You know, all the things that we preach as a program, you know, this bunch, you know, signifies all of that.
1: You know, once again, we're joined by – Pearl River Community College men's basketball coach, Chris Oni. And, and Coach, you know, you mentioned your program, and and I've got a question. You know, Clay mentioned you come in 8-1. I know you got a tough game uh, coming up with an in-district, you know, Mississippi Gulf Coast uh, here in a few days. Uh, How difficult – or is it difficult, or you let the program speak for itself, but to go out and recruit these guys – to come in and just say, "Hey, this is what Pearl River's got to offer," or do you just let your program speak for itself? Because the past uh, two, three years, and maybe a little further than that, your program has been up on the rise, and you've kept it at a top, a top-notch level.
6: Yeah, I, you know I appreciate that. You know, and, and someone else asked me that question. You know, they say, "I bet you, you got a line down the street of guys just, just wanting to come." Like I said, "I hadn't seen that line yet. You know, I, I'm looking <laughs> for that line." You know, we still, you know, we still work at recruiting. You know, it's something, you know, that, that you know, we understand that it's the lifeline of our program, you know. But, but if anything else, I think it's it's become a little bit more difficult because of the type of players that we'll recruit now. You know, now, you know, with our out-of-state guys, you know, we're trying to recruit elite guys, you know. I mean, we were involved in, with some guys that were, Played in the, in the ACC, some ACC guys. Whereas you know, four years ago, that wasn't the case. We were just trying to get good players, you know, that that, that we thought, you know, could come in and, and and take us to that next level, you know. But now the level that you know we're we're, we're trying to compete, you know, we, we're trying to go win a national championship, you know. Those take take you know special talent, you know. So so recruiting has become tough you know, from the standpoint that now we want the best players, you know, we want the best players, you know, in the state, you know, that, you know, of course that's all about what we're about, you know, being a good teammate, you know, working in the classroom, being respectful, you know, all those things go along with it, you know, but, but still in all, you know, we have to, you know, guys that's winning state championships in high school, you know, guys that, you know, maybe sign a, you know, high level division one scholarship like Brandon Rochelle at LSU, You know, and and now we're competing against, you know, all of those schools that I heard about in junior college when I first became a junior college coach, you know, South Plains, Northwest Florida, you know, all those schools in Florida, you know, we're competing with those guys. You know, I tell you something that was cool that happened, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, we reached out to a kid and, and, and we offered him a scholarship and he posted it on Twitter and I mean, in like 15 to 20 minutes, he had. Ten other division, ten other junior college offers. Just because you know we offered them, you know, and I, so I think that's the kind of respect you know that our program you know has 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 started you know to gain, and uh, it's it's all been you know because of a lot of hard work from a lot of you know people involved.
0: Yeah, strange, coach. You bring up the offers. That's a, a, a neat story. You know, a local kid there at Popperville High School, Khalid Moore. One of the first kind of offers that come through and then they recently committed to him was Mississippi State. Well, you watched that offer, and then within days, it was like the floodgates just opened. It was like kind of a gatekeeper, like, hey, if he's good enough for them, like, are we missing something here? Let's get yeah. to him. So that's, that's a good take.
6: Absolutely. absolutely. I even had a friend of mine that reached out to me, you know, as uh, from matter of fact, hours ago and asked for a big favor. I said, what's that? He said, man, can you might." if – one of my players just posted that you offer him because we know then, you know he gonna he gonna get five to ten other offers just based on that, you know which, you know which is not me bragging, you know but it's kind of flattering to know that, you know people around the country, you know has not only taken notice, you know of what we've done, you know or been able to do the last couple years, but they respect it, you know on the same level of some of those junior college that, you know we were striving to emulate, you know back, you know when I first took over.
0: Coach, the last time Jeff and I had you on was March 1st of last year. And so that was about two weeks after the whole world, you know, kind of changed. And just going back and listening to that interview selfishly today, so I didn't ask you the same questions and sound like a dummy. But boy, our, our world has changed, but the, the program itself still in real, real good shape. At that time, you had won the uh, state championship, we're preparing to go on and win the Mac Jack championship. And then we know, of course the season y'all's perfect season was banged due, uh, due to COVID. But coach, I look back at that and then reading the press clip and Jeff and I owe y'all some congratulations on, on keeping that perfect record. I love mm. that man. You were named every coach of the year associated <laughs> with community <laughs> college basketball. So, our trophy and certificates in the mail along with that big bonus <laughs> from Dr. Brewer. With,
6: oh, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, don't send it. I'm going to come pick that up, that big bonus. <laughs> I'm going to pick
0: that up. <laughs> uh,
6: well, yeah. you, you look
0: Did at it. that. You get a winning streak like y'all had, and then it continues on into this year, and then it's clipped at the 33-game mark. But just how special was it to win that many in a row?
6: It was It, it was incredible, you know, in the, and the crazy part about it, you know, obviously with COVID, you know, I had a chance to kind of sit down and be still and and think about a lot of things, you know. And and one of the things I told a, you know a buddy of mine was, you know, it's incredible the year that we had last year. It was probably the most stressed year I've ever coached, <laughs> you know, because every game, you know, it was a championship game. You know, every game somebody, you know, was trying to put a warrant on the other side of our record, you know, and then it turned into almost every half, you know, became even more 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 stressful, you know, but, but you, you, you kind of get immersed in it and, and, you know, after the game, you end up tend to think about it a little bit more than you do during the game. But it, but it was awesome. It really was. And even this year, you know, like you said, to be able to come in and, you know, under all the circumstances, you know, kind of, kind of keep it going a little while. And then the one loss is at Southwest, you know, we up two with 3.7 seconds to go and the kid, Went down and hit a three point at the buzzer to beat us by one, you know. And I beat myself up, you know. We won all those games in a row, and I spent like three days thinking about what I should have done different, <laughs> you know, in that one possession or whatever, you know. But, but it was it was something special, you know. But you know, you know, kind of way I'm wired, I'm always thinking about okay, you know, that's over, let's let's move on, you know. Even the the game after, you know, uh, I did an interview and they told me how different it was, and I said to be honest. I was kind of happy because, I, you know, I'm I'm so, you know, I'm so tied up in, in superstitious, superstitions, that you know I I wore the same socks for 33 straight games. So so now you know I got a chance to switch socks out. <laughs> you know I got a chance to change socks to wear different socks that I got, you know, for two Christmases ago from my daughter. You know, <laughs> so I, so I guess that was that was fun. You know, being me, me being able to, you know, to 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 change socks. You know, wear different socks to a game. But other than that, that was it. You know my kids are resilient. You know they was, they was ready to move on. You know ready to play and knew that everything that we are chasing was still in front of us. And that's the pro- approach that you know they they've taken. You know not only after that game but you know from the beginning of the season.
0: Coach, for me, forgive me. I don't know all the game situations, but you said three seconds to go in that one. Are you? Obviously, you're not a foul guy there. Y'all would have given a foul, but does a shot like that uh, change your mind, or where do you lay today on that
6: decision? Well, you know, and then, you know, it was three point seven seconds, and you know, we we kind of, I kind of like to do what was on to kind of keep people in front of you, you know. And then I switched it up and put it down the ball. Then we had a couple of guys fouled out, you know, that were, you know, you know, pretty good defenders or whatever. You know, but but it, it's sports, man. You know, I've seen the Memphis and Houston game, and they did exactly what I said I should have done, and they still lost the game. A kid threw a bounce pass half court, and the kid turned around, and hit a shot. You know, it's just it's just one of those things, where, you know. But but like I told my guys the next day, you know, you don't win or lose a game on one possession. You know, if you go back and watch that game, I mean, we made multiple you know mistakes early in the game to where you know if we would not have done we would not have been in that position. You know, I, and after we went back and watched the film, you know, my coach has it, and when I mean stated it, you know, things were done with, it, things we done wrong. I think we made like 29, you know, scouting report errors. In one game, 29 scouting report errors. I mean, that's that's just not being ready to play. Uh, so I think that, you know, what lost the game. Not that one bad decision I made on the way our line is up, you know, for defense that last 3.7 seconds.
0: Coach, you know, the game has changed uh, so much. Even from your playing days there at Ole Miss, the, the <laughs> three-pointer, like the numbers, the math, right? You shoot more threes of them. You hope to make it kind of uh, yeah. where this thing is gone. But y'all have done an incredible job. You're holding your opponents to 26% from out beyond the arc. I'm sure y'all are, are conscious of that. I mean, you, just, you have to teach your guys to guard the three-point shot now, right?
6: Well, yes, you know our defensive strategy is, is one that I've you know, I've worked on, you know, you know, a lot of years, you know, based on trial and error, you know, and 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 I think kind of the way that you know we kind of got it line, and, and you can see them kind of talking around it, huh? because I don't know who I'll listen, or Randy Bowden or somebody else. You definitely be listening to this. So I don't want to give away at all.
4: No, <laughs> I don't want to give away it, all our tricks, it. but we you know, I mean
6: I the way people. that we play defense I think no matter what level it is and, and, and it can it can help you play for a championship. I, I really believe that, you know, because you know, we, we really strive on making you do what we want you to do. And I don't want to talk too much about it because you're gonna mess around and I'm a, I ain't going to be the winning game. I'm going to show up at the game, and everybody's going to be kind of playing defense that way uh, that we play defense. So, so that's something that, you know, you got to come down. We're lucky enough to win that championship. Y'all come down and we'll go on my porch and uh, <laughs> <laughs> celebrate together, and i got to tell you how we do it, I guess.
1: <laughs> I'm there, Coach. I'll be there. <laughs>
0: uh, hey. Look, Coach, how fortunate are you? And you bragged on them without naming them. But uh, you're two Hayes, and I may be missing another staff member. But yeah, I'm yeah. going to say this in a complimentary way. They've just got to be, man, just following them and getting to know uh, Hayden Tower a little bit. And then the other Hayes just following These are just basketball nerds, man. They eating and breathing and just loving it, aren't they? Oh,
6: they, they those guys are, you know, I sit on – Twitter, I think a year or so ago, when I was named National Coach of the Year, you know, and you know, and that's something that I'm proud of because not, not because I got a new trophy, but I'm proud of it because I I know what the, that means for not only my program, but for Hayden Sowers, you know, or uh, uh, whatever, because you know I think he's the best, uh, the the best assistant junior college coach in the country. I, I really do, uh, and I'm pretty sure that he'll get an opportunity to go somewhere else. And, and kind of show, you know, show someone else exactly what I'm talking about. And then with uh, Harkins and the Estelle, uh, you know, Estelle's other system, my guy. I mean, those two guys kind of, you know, put it all together, you know. I mean, you know, just the other day I was watching film our last game against Hines, and we hit a kick, hit a shot, and those three guys, I mean, they almost got kicked out the game. They jumped up, you know, and was celebrating so hard, you know. That's just mm-hmm. how much they care and how much, you know they love it. You know, and uh, they're all very organized. I mean, they all get along with the kids. I mean, it's it's one of those things that you know you know that's going to come a time you're going to probably lose all three of them. You know, but yeah. I really really try to enjoy you know the time you know that I'm with them because I know that we are in the middle of doing special things. You know, here here at this college, uh, and I, I I I owe a lot. You know, to to those guys. Because, you know, uh, you know, no, you know, not just like a good marriage, you know, you find a really good husband, I guarantee you got a really good wife, <laughs> you know, that yeah. kind of backing them and helping them and all that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, that's the kind of relationship and that's what those guys bring to the table.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at most guys those age, you know, they post some pictures of, uh, Family, food, what they out may yeah. be doing, and they post inside out of bounds, underneath the <laughs> basket out of bounds. It's like, man. gracious man, you like you got some downtime, and you wow. Uh, well, they're just they trying, to they trying to trick
6: me. They're trying to trick me to make me believe they're working all day long. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but
6: well, now those the best guys. Best golfer do that.
0: on staff, coach. Speaking of off time, who's that going to be? The best golfer.
6: Well, you know, I'm, I'm about to get upset if I get to talk about it, so I'm not going to talk about it because I let. <laughs> You know, the two silas tricked me into this competition we did at the golf course one oh, day mm. well, when they just played against me. You know, both of them against me. They scrambled against me, and the rules was completely unfair. I mean, they were completely unfair. Come on, kid. I mean, the amount of strokes that I had to give them. Yeah. And, you know, I wouldn't know my game, you know, whatever, <laughs> along, whatever have you, you. know. But I still shot a really good score, and I still lost, you know, so – I end up having to pay for the for the for, for the drinks or for the round or whatever, but but I don't like that. We're gonna renegotiate those rules <laughs> after the season, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make them a little bit more friendly, you know, for the head coach. Hey you hey know, uh, hey,
1: coach, and, uh, I'll be your partner. Mm-hmm. We'll take them on.
6: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because I had Coach Estelle, and he's like he's the worst golfer. I mean, he's. I just said you just drive the cart. <laughs> you know, I'll just take them on by myself. But, no, it was fun. It was fun. I can't wait, you know, until this is all over so we can get back out there and do it again.
0: Coach, when you look at your schedule like this, y'all are on a long drought. I look back, um, you played, and look, we're still fighting COVID, right? But you played two games in about a 15- or 16-day stretch, and now you're going to reel off three pretty tough, Uh, next week, like, how do you manage that and get your kids in any kind of rhythm with what y'all faced schedule-wise?
6: Well, you know, it's different, you know, and and I, I think, you know, more than any, and then our numbers are down, you know, mm-hmm. we only have like seven, eight guys, you know, in our rotation, whatever that we're playing, you know, but it's it's one of those things that we talked about at the beginning of the year that we we knew that there were going to be you know laps in the season or, or weeks we didn't. One game. Weeks we had to play three games, so we kind of prepared ourselves, you know, before, before mentally before the season started, you know, and and after that we just we just get in our routine, you know, as best as we can, you know, and and also I think it helps because we got guys playing so many minutes, you know, uh, at night and, and giving it all and having to play so hard, so the break kind of helps, you know. Now this three game stretch we have next week. It, would probably be the toughest week you know that we've had you know all year uh but i got warriors man i really do i got guys that that that, that really are, are eager to compete and i'm looking forward to it i got a close-knit group or whatever so we're going we're going just we just gonna fight you know uh dr Brewer came up with this motto at the beginning of the year that you know wildcats never quit you know and we embody that you know we don't we're gonna show up and we gonna we don't give it all, you know, all you know, every time that we have the opportunity to compete because we don't take for granted, you know, the presidents and the commissioner and and everyone else allowing us to compete. And you know, I mean it could be worse. We could all be at home and, you know, they didn't even let us play have a season this year. You know, so so we're thankful for that and we're thankful, you know, to have this, this these opportunities that we have. So we don't we're not gonna complain about being tired or having to miss a game, you know, we're going to be excited when we find out that there's another team in the gym somewhere, you know, one of the players, and we're going to show up, and we're going to fight, and we're going to be ready to play.
0: Coach, I'll get you out on this one. A lot of people from this area go down to the coast and come up
6: broke, but
0: you went down there and got a two-for-one in these Wilkins guys, and you're <laughs> leaning on them heavy, man, and they're producing, aren't they?
6: They are. They are, you know, and uh, even with this COVID, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if you understand the rules, but the NJCA and the NCAA partnered up, and, and this year here is really a, a wash year. You know, now all the things are the same. We play and we have a championship and all that, but as far as eligibility, you know, if you want to, you could come back for another year. And and, and uh, we've already discussed it, you know, them and parents, and they coming back for another year. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. so, so, you know, we're, we're, the things we got coming back with the Twins and Earl Smith and, Cam Brown with some recruits that you know mm-hmm. we've already signed. Man, I I I'm just praying that this COVID stuff is over and we can pack Marvin White next year because sure. if you thought last year was something, you wait till you see the team, that mm-hmm. we're gonna have next year. You know, I'm kinda looking forward to it. Now I wish we just get this over and just start the next year now. <laughs> you know, with this team <laughs> we're gonna have next year, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be as one of my as one of the Harkins said, it's gonna be a movie. <laughs> Next year, so it's well, gonna be, it's gonna be exciting.
1: Well, I'm a betting man, so I'm, I'm trying to find some places that's, oh, that's got the line, Coach, because I'm, really, I'm ready to put some money down. Oh,
5: man. Uh, well, we're gonna, we well, gonna, we gonna, we gonna get off gone. before
1: we
0: break any more violations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely,
6: absolutely, so
0: absolutely. we Jeff and I always look. The days we know we're going to get you, we love all our guests. But I, I, me and Jeff talked earlier this morning. I said, man, that Coach on, he's a, he's a tank miss. You know you're going to be a good time. And, and you hit it again, Coach.
6: We appreciate you always and continued success. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me. And go wildcat.